I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 106 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I have an awesome guest joining me today, First Class Father Sean Whalen, whose social media videos have been viewed over 700 million times. I really love this guy's philosophy, and I'm really looking forward to sharing some thoughts about fatherhood with him, so please stick around for the interview. I will be dropping about six episodes on you guys before I break it off for Christmas, and I may hit you with one or two between Christmas and New Year's, so please follow me over on Twitter and Instagram for some further announcements and upcoming guests. Next week, I will be joined by Evan Hafer, the CEO and founder of Black Rifle Coffee. Trent Shelton of Rehab Time will be here with me as well. Uh, So lock it in here to First Class Fatherhood. I have a few surprises for you on the way as well heading up to Christmas. I'd like to say thank you to all the listeners out there. My listenership is growing at a rapid pace, no doubt, thanks to you guys and girls out there spreading the word about the podcast, which I will be scaling up quite a bit come New Year. But as exciting new changes are coming this way for the podcast, my message will remain the same, and that is Fatherhood Rocks, Family Values Rule, and we are celebrating and promoting fatherhood in every single episode of the podcast here, and I am really doing my best to acquire as many prominent dads to join me here on the show, share their fatherhood journey, and I would like to encourage you guys that are new to the podcast, especially to scroll through the archives and just take a look at some of the amazing names of the dads who have already joined me on the podcast here. The list is very impressive, and you're going to find everybody on there from NFL Hall of Famers like Deion Sanders and Kurt Warner, Navy SEALs like Rob O'Neill, Jason Redmond, Ray Care, entrepreneurs like Ed Milet, Bedros Koulian, and just so many high-profile dads who have dished out some very valuable information on the show here, and it has been very beneficial to me, and I hope to you as well. And I am grateful to be here with you. The importance of fatherhood must not be understated, and I am doing my best to shine the light on it and give all of you dads out there your due. So right now, I'm going to smack you guys with a quick little spot here, and I'll be right back with Sean Whalen. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a first class father who tells it like it is. His videos on social media have been viewed almost one billion times. He is a best-selling author, and he is the founder of multiple companies, including Lions Not Sheep. It is a great privilege for me to say, Sean Whalen, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, man. All right, Sean, let's go here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I've, uh, I've got three kids. I have a 15-year-old uh, daughter. I've got a nine-year, or sorry, 12-year-old son, and then a nine-year-old son. Awesome. What type of sports or activities are they into? Uh, my daughter is very artistic. She plays the ukulele and does singing and stuff like that. She uh, does a lot of painting, a lot of art, crafts, stuff like that. She's really, really good at it. My son is uh, uh, my twelve-year-old plays football. Uh, my nine-year-old plays football as well, and then my my oldest boy, who's twelve. William, he uh, 
he actually is my co-driver in my race truck. So he and I do a lot of off-road racing. Very cool. All right, now, do you get involved with coaching at all, or are you watching from the sideline? Yeah, no, this is my first year coaching. So this is his second year playing tackle, and, and I uh, this is my first year coaching. And uh, it's a it's a pretty <laughs> – I'm a pretty competitive guy. It's a pretty intense deal when your boy's out there. So it's been, uh, it was an interesting year. But yeah, I, I absolutely coach and I'm as involved in everything that they do as, as humanly possible. That's awesome, Sean. All right, please take a few minutes here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. So I was uh, very, very successful at a young age. I grew up in a single parent home. Um, I found a lot of success in the uh, real estate game in my early 20s, made a lot of money, became a self made multimillionaire kind of played the game and, and, and led the life of quote-unquote success that we see all over social media and stuff. I had the houses and the cars and the Rolexes, and I found it about age 30 when the market crashed. I dealt with a lot of the stress of life and business and feeling like I had to keep working 20 hours a day. And to make a long story short, I, I ended up uh, kind of having a midlife crisis. I, I talk about in my book, I felt like I was juggling bowling balls all day long between the family and the business and the games and the things and the emotional connections everywhere. And I ended up going through a divorce and through a bankruptcy and uh, spent about two years in what I like to call my wilderness, if you will, and tried to figure out why the hell I was even here. And and out of that came my current company, which is Lions Not Sheep. And I started telling my story online and, and sharing my, my darkness and my contemplation of suicide through the whole thing. And I had a couple of posts go viral on social media and have, um, to this date, almost 900 million views of my videos. I've got thousands of clients all over the world, and I built this entire brand, this entire business um, based off of me really fucking some things up and uh, and going through some really, really, really dark shit. And I've, uh, it's been one of the most ex- unbelievable couple of years building this business and working with as many people as I have. So it's it's quite a uh, it's quite a ride. Yeah, what an inspirational story, Sean, and you're helping so many people out there. What were some of the challenges you faced growing up in a single-parent home, and did growing up with a single parent make you feel like you were kind of uh, destined to be a single parent yourself? No, not at all. No, I just, uh, you know, I, I teach this and I talk about this a lot. I, I don't believe that at all. I mean, you see so many people that grow up in, you know, poverty, and then they end up becoming wealthy or, you know, wealthy, and then they get addicted to drugs, and they end up in poverty, so... I don't. I, I think that we're destined to go wherever it is that we choose to go. But one of the things that I see happening is, you know, a lot of people are, are really confused at how to tell the truth or how, how to build a life because we've been programmed not to tell the truth. We've been programmed ever since we were little kids, you know, sit down, quiet down, slow down. Don't say anything that's going to offend anybody. Don't do anything that, you know, might upset your neighbor or whatever, whatever. And so here we are grown-ass adults literally living that life and so that's kind of what ruined me if you will and, and sent me over the edge is I, I had everything that I was supposed to have based off of what I was taught based off of the rules of life which is you know go get an education do your thing build a company blah 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 blah. but I wasn't happy I wasn't doing it for me and so uh, it wasn't until I started telling my truth sharing how I really felt that my life really started to take a, a turn for the better um, and so, you know, I, I definitely think that anybody can create anything that they want, but my number one principle in life is to tell the truth. And I think a lot of people think they're telling the truth, but deep down inside, you know, this, this race of life that we're running to every single day and then running from every single day is, is what's causing such a high suicide rate. It's causing such a high divorce rate is 
like they're not telling the truth. They're not sharing who they really are, what they really think, what they really feel. And we see it. We see it in the statistics. We see it in the numbers. We see it all across the board. And, you know, as a coach, I see it every single day. This is what my clients tell me. And really, I get it because that's where I was. You know, I wasn't telling my truth. I wasn't sharing who I really was. And so um, I definitely think people that have gone through hard times can build incredible lives um, without question. Yeah, I love the message, Sean. And one thing I speak about quite a bit on the podcast here is that it feels like there's an attack on the family life in this country, fatherhood especially, through media, TV, and the movies. And I really think if we could just get our family values back and nourish the family unit, we wouldn't see half the problems that we're seeing right now. But uh, since you're very highly popular on social media, and social media can be a double-edged sword uh, because it can dish out some horrible messages to kids, especially where and when it appears like everybody on there is just getting ahead and enjoying this glorious lifestyle and the kids can kind of feel like they're just stuck in the mud, not getting anywhere. I'm curious, how do you handle social media and technology time with your kids? You know, it's doing what I'm doing and and kind of becoming a little more well-known and having a a lot of connection to a lot of people has been a really, really, really big blessing for me. And one of the reasons why is is I get, I mean, just quite simply, I get noticed a lot when I go out. Um, I mean, with almost a billion views in my videos, a lot of people resonate not only with them and share them, that's how they've grown, but people really are attracted to them. And so being out with my kids or taking my daughter out on date night or my son's out or whatever and somebody coming up to me in a store or at a bowling alley or at a gas station saying, dude, you know, you're Sean Whalen. I've, I've watched your videos, man. I love them. To me, that's like one of the ultimate forms of, of, of teaching my children because it opens up a conversation. And every single time that happens – I ask my kids, I'm like, why is, why is this happening? Why, why does this person, not only just because they recognize me, why do people come up? And, and I've really been able to open my kids up to a level of truth and seeing that, you know, what I'm doing is not normal. And it sounds normal. Like we're not, if you ask the average human being, are you, do you tell the truth? All of them say yes. Everybody says yes. But when you start digging down to the, into real conversations with real depth, most people are full of shit. And so, you know, when you look at technology, it's got exactly what you said, a double-edged sword. But I use it to, to express myself, express my message, share who I am. And so, you know, when, my, when I have these experiences, I use them as building platforms with my kids. Because, you know, my daughter's older, she's got a cell phone, and my son's got a cell phone. And, you know, they can connect with different people and look at this and look at that. But, you know, the, the, the overall foundational message for me is, is, like, them watching me, you know, and, one of my messages that I share a lot with fathers, especially in men, is, you know, we can tell our kids how to be good kids. You can tell your boy how to be a man. You can tell your boy to open up doors, to say please, to say thank you, to have some manners. You can tell him, like, go live your dreams, kid. You know, you can build whatever, whatever. But what are you showing them? Because the guys that I coach and the clients that I have, you know, a lot of them are, I want my kids to grow up and, and live a, a life and live their dreams, but they're working 20-hour days you know, hating their life, hating their marriage, hating, you know, everything about what's going on in their space. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're never going to – why not show your kid? And so that's something I very firmly believe in is showing our children, especially our sons as a man, how to live life. You can tell them – I mean, I don't remember a lot of the stuff my dad told me, but I remember what he showed me. I remember how I feel growing up. And when you stop and think about that, somehow we think as, as men that just by – us being a man or living in a different age or an era, that that's going to change. And it's not going to change. It's bullshit. Like, we have to show our children what it is to be a man. We have to show them that masculinity isn't just banging on our freaking chest, acting like we have every fucking answer. we got to show them that shit is real, that we have emotions, that the masculine and the feminine is inside of each of us. And so 
for me with social media, for me with what I do as, as somebody who's using it, um, I'm very engaged with what my kids participate in, what they see, and I feel like the more I'm around my kids, I don't need to check their cell phones because I'm with them so much, right? And, and, and you know, you know what they're doing and you know where they are, and, and that's something that's very, very, very important to me um, as a father, you know, in this day and age with technology, with social media. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, well said. And part of what you said there, Sean, is exactly what I was alluding to about the portrayal of dads. We're still kind of being viewed like that old school Ralph Cramden character who just brings home the bacon and can't figure out how to change a diaper or anything. And uh, that's not who we are as fathers. You know, we're not babysitters. We're fathers is kind of how I like to frame it on the show here. But uh, let me ask you about discipline, because as the CEO of a successful company, I know that requires a ton of discipline. Uh, But how are you when it comes to disciplining your children? I'm old school, man. I know it sounds funny. In fact, I got kind of a funny story. A little, a little bit ago, I was in the store, um, and my little guy was—he was, you know, he's almost ten years old. He was, he was just being a little shit, right? I mean, my kids are little shits. So like everybody else, they—they're—they're they're not perfect. Just because their dad is who he is doesn't mean that they're like some radically different kid. And you know, I reached over and I and I grabbed him by the ear and I like pulled him in and we got nose to nose and I'm like, listen. And then we had this little chat. And there was this this. This lady who was standing there that gave me this the dirtiest look, you know, and 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 it, to me it just boggles my mind how far we've gone to this idea that children should just be able to like run. I mean, there there are responsibility, right? You hear these little kids and you see these little kids throwing temper tantrums at the store. So for me, it's like, look, man, like there's a time for discipline, there's a time for love, and make no mistake, like kids need discipline. They need to know what it's like to feel pain. They need to know what it's like to feel happiness. They need to know what it's like to win. They need to know what it's like to get their ass kicked on the football field. And if we create this euphoric situation where they're never disciplined, they don't know the difference between right and wrong, they don't know the difference between winning and losing, they don't know the difference between pain and pleasure, they're going to grow up, I mean, they're going to be fucked, completely fucked in their life down the road. I mean, they have no ability to, to solve problems. And one of the... All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. One of the things that I'm very, very, very passionate about is is allowing my children but helping them find independence, and that's solving problems. Like when my kids come up to me and they're like, Dad, so-and-so said this or so-and-so said that, my, my, my literal response every single time to them is solve the problem. And I, I, I don't get involved in that stuff. I don't get involved in the squabbles and the fights and the this and this. I'm like, solve the problem. And I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that parents need to realize, like, it is your job to teach your children these lessons in life. And it's hard sometimes. But if you don't do it, don't be surprised that your kid goes off and becomes a jackass or gets addicted to drug or knocks up some girl at 14 years old because you didn't have to discipline them. Like, we absolutely 150% need to step up as parents. And I'm not talking about just spanking them or yelling at them or this, that, or the other. It's like, dude, we need to show them life. If you put, if you wrap them up and just pretend that, that the world is sunshine and ra- rainbows, don't be surprised that your kid gets freaking trampled and run over by what life really is. 
Yeah, and I think part of that, Sean, is that we put our kids into organized sports at such a young age, whereas when we were kids, I know when I was a kid, we played a ton of street ball. Uh, there was no parents around, no coaches, no referees. We had to handle all of the uh, problems as they were. We had to do problem-solving aspects of all of it, picking teams, calling penalties, settling the fights, and we're kind of removing that freedom from our kids in a way. And I think just about every dad I've had on the podcast here is 100% against the whole uh, participation trophy philosophy, and that, and that, that to me has just really got to go. Oh, I totally um, agree, man. Like my kids, look, when, when I, I my kids are playing sports, and 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 you hear these parents like, oh, you know, when the kid asked, did we win? Did we lose? I'll tell my kid, you got your ass kicked. They scored like eleven goals. You scored one. Like you guys got you guys got dominated. And you, I get such dirty looks from parents like, just tell them it was they played great. I'm like, no, they didn't play great. They played like shit, and that's why they lost. Like. You can tell little Johnny that he played great and, and it was a tie game, but, like, I want my kids to know real life, man. And, and I'm not just talking about on the sports field, but, listen, if you're, not, if you're not learning the principles of business, if you're not learning the principles of problem solving and, and problem resolution, and you're handling all of the shit for your kids, like, you tell them to go to the principles every single time, and you're trying to, like, literally coddle them through every single hard experience, your kids need to cry, Kids need to feel pain. They need to know they got their asses kicked. This was a really fun year for me with football because my son made the, the A team. There's so many football teams around here because there's so many kids. And so, you know, he played at kind of an upper level as an, as an, as an eighth grader or seventh grader. And, and it was really competitive, and it was really fun. And, and we ended up making it to the semifinals, and, and we got our asses kicked, you know, by a team that we had already beaten because the kids, they didn't play well. And, and at the end of the game, I'm, I'm watching these kids sit on a hillside and all of them have tears in their eyes, and they're crying, and they feel completely defeated. And as a coach, like, I wanted them to feel that. I wasn't going to say, hey, you guys played great. No, you didn't play great. You got your asses kicked, and you guys lost, plain and simple. And so, you know, I, 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 I obviously show the compassion and the love, and there was a picture I shared on social media that ended up going viral of me, like, this other kid, one of the kids, uh, one of the other coaches' kids came up to me, and, and I'm kind of holding his head and, like, you know, his head's like on my chest and I'm giving him a hug. And, and it was it was special for me because these kids talked about how this this season changed them and they became men, you know, and they understood the competitive nature. But watching them cry, I wanted them to feel that, man. I wanted them to feel that defeat and that pain because that's the shit that makes you hungry. That's what kids need to feel. And if all the mommies and daddies are going, oh, it's okay, you guys played great, get them next time, I'm like, no, dude, feel this shit. Feel, feel defeat. Feel the sting. And the next time you get out on the football field, remember that and then crush your opponent because that's ultimately what life is. Nobody's going to give you dog shit. Nobody's giving you anything, man. Nobody's going to hand a $150,000 a year job to your snowflake little kid who hasn't, like, done anything. It's not going to happen. And so if you want your child to, to grow and, and as a father, if I want him to succeed and be independent, I need to allow him to feel the pain. I need to allow him to win and lose and feel both of those things, and I think as a culture and a society, you're damn right we're moving in this direction of equality, and the reality is we're not equal, man. We've not, we've, none of these kids are equal. None of, none of us are equal. Like, we've all got our own special, you know, suits and things and this and that and the other, and I'm a father that takes the, takes the, 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 the bull by the horns, if you will, in showing my kids real life and not allowing, like, this culture, if you will, to, to in, in, in be embedded in their brain that, you know, everybody wins, and everybody should make the same amount of money, and everybody should look the same, be the same, smell the same, act the same, because that's just not human nature. It's never going to be that way. So 
I think we need to start telling our kids and our, especially as parents, truth, man. We need to tell them that life is going to beat the shit out of them unless they get up and they play ball. Very well said. And I think if you look at the most successful people in history or even currently, uh, none of them got to where they are without having to overcome some type of failure or, or there was some obstacle in their life that they had to navigate through. Um, so I love what you say there. But I wanted to ask you about guns because I know that you're a big gun supporter. How do you handle gun safety with your children, and what is the best way or what is the right age to introduce guns to your kids? If you walked into my house right now, you would, with literally within the first five feet of being in my house, you would see multiple firearms. Um, and I don't say that to brag or to boast. I'm not irresponsible. I have three kids. Their, their, their friends come over. Like, I literally at the front door when my kids have a party, I stop and I, like, like look at every one of these kids in the eye and say, listen, there are firearms around this house. Do any of you have a problem with that? Do not touch any of them. Do not, don't even look at them. And, and it's, I, you know, as a guy who has a lot of guns in his home, like in the safe, out of the safe, the whole thing, I've never had an accidental shooting, never had a problem. I'm not on the news. My guns haven't killed anybody, right? So this whole idea that guns are bad and gun, no, it's just, it's not true at all. And so from a very early age, I bought my son his very first 22 at five years old. And we were out shooting as a five-year-old. And all of my kids have built their own AR-15s. All of my kids have their own AR-15s. We shoot regularly. You know, gun safety, you go to my page on Instagram or, or, or Facebook, you'll see my, my, my nine-year-old, who was eight at the time, skeet shooting, you know, with a 12-gauge shotgun. And, and so I'm very much a believer that, like, we fear what we don't understand. And the problem is is that we're not teaching kids about guns. And so they see it, they think about it, they look at it, and there's this instant panic. And it's that way with anything. Like, if you don't teach your kid to drive, they're going to fear driving. You know, you've got to teach kids about stuff. And so we could have a long, drawn-out conversation of how to do that and making it part of school and education because, look, at the end of the day, guns aren't going anywhere. Nobody's taking any guns. It's never going to happen. It's just a bunch of rhetoric for TV. And, and at the end of the day, like, guns are a, a, a foundational principle and, and, and literally it's part of the foundation of this country, for Christ's sake. It's like how this we were, this country was founded by rebels. It was founded in war and bloodshed. And so – to think that we're just going to become a bunch of people dancing on rainbows and, and whatever else, it's not it's not going to happen. So I'm very much a Second Amendment uh, advocate. I'm very much, uh, you know, I, I have guns on me 24-7. I'm a concealed permit holder. I carry a gun on me all the time. My kids know it. My kids know how to handle them. I mean, my kids would be able to tell you the difference in different guns and center fire and rim fire and different types of ammunition and stuff, and, and I'm very proud of that. So... Um, I definitely think without question, even people that don't have guns that aren't like savvy with them, it's stupid to think that your kids are never going to encounter a gun. It's just stupid to think that. And if you look at most of these accidental shootings, it's little Johnny finding a revolver under dad's bed and pointing it at, at his friend like it's a cap gun and shooting him. That's what most of these accidental ha shootings yeah. happen. Yeah, you're right on. handling guns all the time, you know. So I definitely think there needs to be an education on it. Nobody's coming to take guns. It doesn't matter who the president is. So people freaking out about it, you, you can simmer down and relax because nobody's coming to take your guns. All right. I have one more question for you, Sean, but I wanted to give you the opportunity here to tell my listeners a little bit about Lions Not Sheep and where they can go check it out. Uh, yeah, Lions Not Sheep is my company. Uh, I do a lot of different things with that. We have an apparel line. I have coaching. Um, we have an online group uh, that we have hundreds of members from all over the globe called uh, the Lions Den. You can find that at Lions Not Sheep Den, D-E-N, D as in dog, E-N, Com. And it's a coaching group that I started to, to teach people about, you know, how I went from the top of the mountain, if you will, down to the gutter and lo literally losing everything, losing millions, 
ultimately putting a gun in my mouth and almost contemplating taking my own life back to now leading a, you know, a very successful company and tribe, you know, around the world. But it's a way of life, man. It, it, it came to me after my divorce, after my bankruptcy, um, that I had a choice. I had a choice to follow everybody and to be a sheep and do as I'm told or literally live, live the things that, that are burning inside of me, do the things that God is telling me to do. Uh, and so Lion's Not Sheep, it's caught on. It's, it's literally spreading around the globe. We have thousands of, of, uh, of people that are participated in, in, the, in the coaching and the events and stuff like that. And so um, it's a way of life. It's not just a company. It's not just a brand. It's not just a T-shirt. It's literally empowering men, women, children, families to live life as a lion, to literally choose what it is that you want to do versus skating through and just being this sheep following, you know, what it is that we've been programmed to follow. So it's, uh, I'm really, really proud of it. It's, it's growing and it's a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal opportunity. You can find it at, uh, lions.sheep.com, um, is where we have most of the information. Awesome. I will definitely be including a link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can just tap the link. It'll bring them right there. Uh, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Sean, I love to ask all the dads I get on the podcast, uh, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Never lie to your children. Never lie to your children. No matter if it hurts your feelings, no matter if it's, if it's a dangerous topic, if it's a tough topic, if it's a hard topic, don't ever fucking lie to your children to try and protect them. Always tell your kids the truth, even if it's going to hurt their feelings, even if it's a difficult conversation. Never, never, never fucking lie to your children. Awesome. That's going to wrap it up here. Sean Whalen, everybody, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. All right. I'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Sean Whalen for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to hear your feedback. That's all I got for you. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend out there. Bring it right back here to First Class Fatherhood on Monday. I will be joined by First Class Father Evan Hafer, the former Army Green Beret, who is the founder of Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, you're not going to want to miss that episode. So please, enjoy your weekend. Bring it right back here. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We're fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Thank you.